Hey, am I glad to see you? Boy, oh boy, we're gonna have a great show for you today. This is the news for people who don't really like the news, but we have to get through it. We have to stay up to date. Remember The Daily Show? This is your replacement. This is not the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Ellen, Jimmy Oprah show. Oh no, this is The Right Show. Today, Will Smith gets emasculated yet again. We're gonna get into it. Climate change activists try to destroy your favorite art. Heavy metal is found in your chicken nuggets, and I give you a front row seat to the NBC Republican debates. It's all happening right here, right now, as Valuetainment presents The Right Show. Folks, I have some breaking news for you. Tim Scott has dropped out of the Republican race. Probably a good idea if you saw him at the last debate. And I did. In fact, I was there in person. One of the great things about working at Valuetainment is you get invited to some pretty big events. So I'm going to give you a backstage pass. Let's go see what the NBC Republican debates look like from a front row seat. Also, Donald Trump, the person in the world to stop going to North Korea and bring peace. Now, if you're just listening, they're kind of setting up the whole show. That's a beautiful stage. The place fits about 2,000 people. Here comes each of the candidates, some of them no longer even running. Friendly at first. And it all takes a turn. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just The easy scum. answer. She said you're scum. Mm-hmm at the end. Well, here's what I would say is that the last debate, she, I think her exact quote was, I feel dumber every time you speak after the TikTok issue, lecturing families across this country about leaving TikTok. It's not a sin to be on TikTok. The dirty little secret is it's a generational divide. Most people, young people who I meet are, and the alerting moment is even if she's going to talk about TikTok sanctimoniously on stage without mentioning that her own adult family members of the next generation are on it, we're not fixing the problem by just retreating and signaling our virtue. Mmm, checkmate. She said, keep my daughter's name out of your voice. Nobody can quite remember that famous quote from Will Smith. It's keep my wife's name out your mouth. So make sure that put that on a t-shirt there. So Vivek And by the way, if you want to say his name correctly, I heard him say this in a podcast. He says it's Vivek. It rhymes with cake. So be smarter than all your friends and call him Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, he was the one who stole the show because, uh, as Miley Cyrus once said, he came in like a wrecking ball. I mean, he just came to just decapitate everybody with quick punchlines. He was like the Eminem of politicians. Handsome guy, 38 years old, Indian. He came uh, after all the people on the stage, as well as the woman who put the whole event together. Her name is Ronna McDaniel. Kind of sounds like Ronald McDonald. He basically called her a clown. Take a look right here. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. 
Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Checkmate. If you, that could have been a script from a movie because he took his minute and a half and he quietly made the point at first that we are a party of losers now. And that's not a good thing to say in front of all the party. And then he said, so if the person who's the head of the RNC wants to come up and step down, you can use my mic. And then he turned the, the Gatling gun on the debate moderators and said, and uh, why did you do that? Go. Like he, The guy was just uh, in rare form. And we need to say that when he said Joe Rogan should moderate the debate and uh, Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson, everybody started laughing. And he said, because we'd have 10 times the viewership and we talk about what people care about. And then they all stopped laughing immediately like, oh, good point. So very rarely can someone hit all those levels. So I want to ask a question right over here. Are you, if you had to vote for one of these people, going to go with Tim Scott, who's gone, DeSantis, you got uh, Dick Cheney in heels, Nikki Haley. And of course, we have none other than Vivek Ramaswamy and Crisp, Krispy Kreme. Pick which one. Put in the comments if you had to. Don't say no if you had to vote for one. I can't believe it. Vivek took the cake. All right, our next question of the day I want to ask for this episode. Where are you from and who is your favorite superhero? Put that below because we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, there's a big push for women, how they can do anything. They're better than men. In fact, men are toxic. Women rule, men drool. So we want to see how aware women are of things that men care about. We're going to find out by going out in the streets what women know about football. Take a look. This is a guy who throws the football. What's his name? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hitchback. Hitch <laughs> throws the football. Throws the football. <laughs> Not a defense. He's like a thrower. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. Any any answers fine. The thrower. Quarterback. Twenty-five cents. <laughs> Twenty-five cents. What? Is it right? It's Is the thrower. thrower. The football thrower. That was right. Well, they call it quarterback. Quarterback. Uh, quarterback. 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 Who is dating a football player right now? Big news. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift? Yes. Taylor Swift? Yes, you got it. <laughs> Kelsey. Oh, everybody, everybody and their mom knew that final answer. So when you ask women what they know about football, the number one answer, Taylor Swift.
Uh, I thought that was very interesting, too. What's the guy who throws the ball? The 25-cent guy? The quarterback. Very logical if you actually think about it. You know, there's one person I bet nobody put as their favorite superhero, Captain Marvel. Now, when you hear the name Captain Marvel, you think Captain America, you think some sort of a guy. Captain Marvel is this uh, five-foot-three blonde chick uh, in a little skin-tight bodysuit. And it's very interesting because we're going to show this on the screen. This was hailed as, you got to support this film. These are women doing big, big things. But take a look at this article. The Marvels arrives as the third worst reviewed MCU movie ever. Now, this is before the film actually came out. Could you imagine being the third worst film out of, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 films? You look at the score here. Rotten Tomatoes, 53% tomato meter. So that is not a good thing. Now, sometimes the critics you know, they get it wrong, and we actually love the film, but it turns out the people saying the exact same thing, we're going to read this, there is little chance we will get a fair sense of what audience scores will be for the Marvels, as Captain Marvel was the reason Rotten Tomatoes had to change their user score policies in the first place due to mass fanboy anger at Brie Larson. But even with the safeguards in place, the audience scores will prove useful here, and I would not expect them to be so high. I went and did a little deep dive. It turned out that movie came out this last weekend. Nobody I knew wanted to go see it. And it is now ranked as the first worst box office record holder. Okay, now, second worst ratings, but it is the worst box office record. Previously, that went to The Incredible Hulk. So let's ask you, are you going to go? see the marvels come on ladies here's your chance i know 50 percent of my audience is women are you going to support girl power or are you going to eh, pass and wait for wolverine ah. all right moving right along we talked about this last week but it's getting even worse mcdonald's is hiking prices the radical left said hey greedy business owners you need to be able to charge uh more and give your employees more but take a look at these menu items i want to show you right here keep them on the screen it used to be the big mac was about $17 a meal. When I was a kid, 15. But look at this right here. The double quarter pounder with cheese, $18.99 a meal. That's what you would expect to pay at Chili's or Applebee's with a uh, chicken wings on the side here. The McCrispy, $17.99. The spicy McCrispy, $17.89. Every single meal here is around $18, $19 a pop. Now this comes to us from a Connecticut roadside McDonald's. This isn't the McDonald's in Times Square. This isn't the McDonald's in the Beverly Hills Mall right there. Uh, no, it's just one where you er, pull off the road and get your kids. So at this point, uh, I would much rather go to uh, the dollar menu at Taco Bell, I think. All right, now here's where it gets even worse. When you see these prices, you can't help but grimace, okay? This is highway hamburglary. And the prices will make you McFlurious. But that's not all. Tyson has had to recall 30,000 pounds of chicken nuggets because metal pieces were found inside. Can you believe it? So now I know why the prices have gone up. There are precious metals in your McSandwich. Okay? You might mess around, do a little prospecting, and find a chunk of gold. Lithium, you could sell it to Elon Musk. I don't know what else is in there. It used to be our sandwiches came wrapped in aluminum. Now our chicken nuggets are wrapped around the aluminum. We've gone the other way. Let's read this to you. 
30,000 pounds of dinosaur-shaped frozen chicken nuggets are being recalled after consumers reported finding metal pieces in the product. The product subject to the recall are 29-ounce plastic packages of the Tyson Foods. Fully cooked fun nuggets. You know, that's funny because prospectors used to go look for gold nuggets. Now you look for gold in your chicken nuggets. It's all come full circle. We'll be back with a whole lot more from The Right Show right after this. Climate change dweebs are at it again. Now, they've been doing this for years. Whenever you don't have real problems in your society, you're not worried about running water. You're not really worried about if your baby's going to survive, maybe starvation. Oh, no, toilets working. Then you look for something else to be offended by. And the climate has taken the cake. Right here, we see that climate change activists attacked a painting with hammers. Now, they put plastic over the painting, so they're not even really doing any damage, but they're just causing a problem. They have to close down the part of the museum, ruining everybody's day. Here is what it looks like. Women did not get the vote by voting. It is time for deeds and not words. It is time to just stop oil. Politics is failing us. Politics filled women in 1914. If millions will die due to new oil and gas licensing, millions! If we love history, if we love art, and if we love our families, we must just stop oil. How would you like that? So you, you're spending time with your family, your wife uh, demands you go to this museum, you got to pay $20 per person, and instead of seeing all the art, you see a couple of leftists with hammers screaming and yelling about oil. They're attacking oil by hitting the oil painting. It's not the same oil, you idiots. What does the paintings have to do with the people drilling in the middle of the roads? Well, here's the thing. It's getting even worse. So that's what a kind of a middle America or maybe a European protest looks like. Now we go down to South America. They don't play out there. They're banning and protesting mineral mining, copper mines. Going to bring in $320 million to the community every single year. But no, they don't want to be prosperous. So they blocked the streets with tires and they sat there. Well, there was an American lawyer who lives in Panama now, and he wasn't playing. He pulled out a handgun and started clearing out the roads. Wait till you see this guy. They told him, what are you going to do? You pulled out a gun. You're going to shoot us? And he goes, you want to be first? Kind of like Dirty Harry. And as he's clearing the roads, he, he here's what he said. I wrote this down. Uh, I am not here for the women. I'm not here for the children. Who are the men who are leading this protest? And they all said, none of us are leading it. Okay, fine. He started clearing the roads, and someone goes, what are you going to do, shoot us? He goes, you want to be first? And then the guy said something else. He goes, okay. Boom, took one guy out. The next guy started arguing and yelling. Bam, took another out. Both completely dead at the scene. Now, we don't want to see vigilante action from our people, but my question isn't for the guy. My question are for the police. You caused this to happen. Had the police shown up? and done their job and cleared the road so thousands of people could just drive, this guy wouldn't have felt like he had to take matters into his own hands. So, lack of action from the police, lack of support, 
turning the other way, letting this go with the left. This is an illegal action, but they don't enforce it. Then this guy comes with his gun. The police were there within a two to three minutes, put him in handcuffs, took him away forever. My question for you, whose side are you on? Climate change activists can slow your day whenever they want, wherever they want, for as long as they want? Or do you wish we had a few more dirty Harrys so everybody kind of played nice from here on out? Love to see your answers. We'll be back with a whole lot more from The Right Show right after this. Ilhan, oh boy, we have a few Congress people who kind of don't really like America. You go to their office, they have the Palestinian flag out front, they have the LGBTQ flag, they have the BLM flag, they're missing this flag. Why are they representing this country and they have more passion for kind of, you know, Hamas? They, they don't say it outright, they say, okay, Israel was attacked, ceasefire, ceasefire now. Don't, no, we don't need this to be a circle of violence. That'd be like if a guy came in a bar, punch you in the face, you go to stand up, he goes, hey, hey, let's stop the circle of violence. No, I want a little retribution. Take a look at Ilhan promoting her side and not the U.S. or our allies. <laughs> what is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands, but will continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. Gentlelady's time has expired. And the movement will continue for liberation until every single time has, expired. has the right Ge to Gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Wow, wow, wow. You could see the squad behind him. Like, this is cool. Anything anti-American is okay with the squad. Ilhan, Rashida Tlaib, Cori Bush. These people, if you find anyone that hates America... That's the side they're on immediately. They don't look at the big picture. I've never seen a woman look more like a James Bond villain telling us how it has to be, even though we rescued her from Somalia. You need to not hurt these people. Like, whoa, calm down, lady. You can't be this emotional and this hateful towards the allies who just experienced their borders breached, their babies killed, non-military combatants gunned down by men in parachutes, coming down upon a music festival. So, there is going to be retribution. Palestinians support Hamas. Hamas is supported by different terrorist funding groups. Iran, there is no safe place for Jewish people to live in the Middle East except this little place of land, and they want that done away with. They say, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, meaning we must eradicate all the Jews so that we can have peace at last. If you think that is okay, well, put that in the comments. Love to hear from you. If that isn't enough, we have our Congress people telling us how it is from their high ivory tower seats. They have their foot soldiers on the ground desecrating our statues, our founding fathers, uh, pulling things down, spray painting, knocking doors over. Take a look at what it looks like from the ground level. For those of you who are just listening, we got a guy climbing up on a statue, putting uh, the outfit of a uh, Palestinian protester on there, the Palestinian flag on one of our founding fathers. They've done this to Washington, Jefferson, even Christopher Columbus. Anyone from the West has to be desecrated and uh, shown from that point of view. So I'm going to ask you right here, right now. If that were January 6th, what would happen to the guy climbing on the statue and putting a different outfit on it? Do you think he should serve life in prison 20, 30 years? Or do you think it's okay if it's the left and then on the right, those are 
style. Terrorists, put in the comments. We want to know and we want to hear from you. We'll be back with a whole lot more of The Right Show. We're going to lighten it up right after this. I promise. How would you like it if you got a luxury condo in Miami? Beautiful pool, you're enjoying the sun, the rays, you paid the deposit, you're stuck with a 12-month lease, and as you're enjoying that beautiful water, you realize your pool is facing the major prison right here in uh, Miami. Take a look. These women can't even get a nice tan without cat calls from the correctional facility and they're now suing the landlord. They want something done about it. There's nothing you can do. These men are in jail, but they can yell through the bars. Hey, hottie. That'll mess up your Instagram feed. you like big cities, uh, just know that no matter how much money you spend, you can't get away from the riffraff. You're just trying to do a little Instagram shoot, get the get the girls looking good, work on that, hey, and the whole time you're, you're going to be hearing cat calls like, damn girl, that booty looking fat, you know, like, hey, stop it, or do these women secretly like it? Hey, there's going to be lots of attention, I can get these guys all riled up, and they can't even reach out. They might have to sign up to my OnlyFans, but they can't come get me. Ha. Psst. Ooh, that was too hot for TV. I'm glad we're on an internet show here. Now, folks, if that's not bad enough, we have another problem. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is now the Rock and Roll Hall of Fake. Here we have Missy Elliott, who they kept criticizing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for not having enough black people, especially black women in it. And of course, there are not a lot of black women who are into rock and roll. And if they are, they belong in the Hall of Fame if they sold a certain amount of records, if they have some iconic songs. But since they can't find any and they're trying to be woke, they have included Missy Elliott now as the newest inductee into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now remember, she is never sang a rock and roll song in her life. She is a rapper. And Vanity Fair is excited about this as we ruin everything. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame continues to course correct. Amid a reckoning at the Hall of Fame, Missy Elliott made history as the first ever female rapper to be inducted. Well, that should tell you right there she don't belong in there. She's a rapper, dog, not a rock star. Let's read further. This all comes from Courtney Love, who has really done nothing good for us, including she drove her husband so crazy he took his own life. Here we say, uh, earlier this year, after nominations at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Courtney Love wrote an op-ed for The Guardian titled, Why are women so marginalized by Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Currently, female artists make up over just 8% of the Hall of Fame, and only 8 women sit on the 28-person nominating board. So, if so few women are being inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then this means the nominating committee is broken. If so few black artists are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and so few women of color, then the voting process needs to be overhauled. That is one way of looking at things. If you just look at the landscape and say, hmm, there's not 50% women, somebody's sexist, then that's how you came upon that. But you could also try to use your brain and you could say 90% of rock stars are men. 
maybe 95%. Let's say every year, 10,000 men grab a guitar and want to be the best rock star. And every year, 100 women grab a guitar and want to become rock stars. At the end of 50 years, how many men do you think would be the best in the world at being rock stars? And how many women? It would look pretty much how that is. So uh, it's just proof, folks. You got to put black female rappers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe there's a shortage of actual talent in the genre. Now, I don't look at the NBA and say, would you look at this? America is 50% white, but there's only 4% of white people on the NBA basketball court. I know this means the NBA hates white people. We must do something. No, absolutely not. We have to use our brains. I hope you're willing to do that. And speaking of using your brains, Will Smith is simping for Jada Pinkett once again. When will this poor guy learn? He used to slap Carlton in the back of the head when he needed a reality check. Someone needs to go and slap Will. Take a look right here. Our union is a sloppy public experiment in unconditional love. Can you love somebody forever, no matter what? Hell no. Hell no. Love, you earn that. Jade is the best friend I have ever had on this planet. Best friend. <laughs> best friend. Best friend. I am you going to like show up for her support her for the rest of my oh there it is he has just committed to the rest of his life now you have to admire that when you get married to someone it is a bond till death do us part too many people they bail a little bit early okay i, I noticed they're both not dead and then they're partying but at the same time will has been through the ringer with this woman she had her son's best friend spend the night and then she kind of went over there like stifler's mom and she got it going on his name was August, but she enjoyed him in September, October, November. Rumors have it, Will even made them breakfast to make sure they could kind of, you know, get their nutrients and go at it again. So I'm just saying, the way he read that was kind of like his best acting role ever. I was watching his eyes. They looked like they were kind of blinking. Jada is the best friend I've ever had. And if you know Morse code, he was clearly saying, help me. Folks, I want to ask you in the comments, do you believe till death do us part or are there some portions of a marriage where it's time to hit the eject button and get out of there like Independence Day? All right, we're down to our last story, which is actually just one of laughter and happiness. You know, this is the right show. We can't be too stuck in the mud with all the horrible things going on. We've covered protesters, spouses who are sharing infidelity, the horrible numbers of the Marvel comics, and McDonald's, where you'll find aluminum in every bite. But... What we haven't covered is a little comedy, and we can never get too far away from laughter no matter how bad things are. So I'm going to share with you a comedy clip that I posted last week. It's going viral. Enjoy. The guy's expected to pay still. At least I know that's how I am. I always pay for dinner. But that takes responsibility, ladies. I went on one date. The girl opened the door. She's like, I've been starving all day. Where are you taking me? I'm like, why the hell are you starving? We're going to get a bite to eat. It's not my job to nourish you back to health. That's aggressive. You should... Like, I don't show up on a day like, I've been horny all month. This is your problem now. Where are you taking me? That's, that's too much pressure. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Because I hold the door, we go on the date, and now she's looking through the whole menu. We're sitting there, and first date food is on the first three pages of the menu. You know that, right? They're called starters. We're starting to get to know each other. She's on page 8, 9, 10. That's anniversary food over there. We're not celebrating. I just met you. And she's asking the waiter questions. What's the difference between the white wine and the red? I'm like, looks like $19 a glass, baby. Come on. Go with the white. Go with the white wines. Cheaper. 
folks, these are uh, people out there that they, they hate Cheesecake Factory, okay? The woman will get mad if you take her to church, take her to your house. I saw that list online. If you take her bowling, if you take her to Olive Garden, take her to Cheesecake. They're making it so you're like, you know what? I'm just going to play VR and call it a night. You just go make yourself happy. But don't give up, folks. Stay out there. Ask these girls out. Take them to Cheesecake Factory. If she leaves, that was your answer. If she orders off the first three pages of the menu and chooses the white wine, that just might be a keeper for life. If you want to see one of my live shows, I want to invite you to Chattanooga, Tennessee, Huntington Beach, California, Reno. We can do corporate events, so you know you can hire me, and I'll just come to you for your birthday party, your special thing. And then we have Houston, Texas just added to the list. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Right Show. We're not just a news program. This is a comedy show as well. We're a support group for normal people. We tell truth through comedy, and we're waking America up with laughter. All thanks to Valuetainment. Get yourself a vault. Stay focused. We'll see you next time. Bye.